my goodness. Good morning, good afternoon, whatever it is for you. I hope you're having a fantastic day. My name is Zach Schaumler. This is Strong Opinion Sports, episode 567. Welcome in. Today, we are doing something I have never done ever before on this podcast. I'm wearing a black shirt today. No? No? Yeah, I've done that all the time. I love that. Black shirt, wearing it today. A little more casual episode of the show. Today, we're talking about fantasy football, something I have never, ever done, never, ever participated in before. This is the first ever fantasy football episode in the show's history, and I am trying to understand fantasy football. I've made fun of it a lot in the past. Uh, To me, when you watch football stats and numbers, they're not everything. If you need to see that explained, go watch Kenny Pickett last year during the regular season. He had a lot of interceptions early on in his career. They weren't his fault. Like, the interception numbers piled up. I'm sure that's bad for fantasy football, but the reality is he was still playing well. Uh, And so the best fantasy football players are not necessarily the best football players. I'd always hated that dichotomy. I thought the way that fantasy football kind of destroys the minds of a football fan thinking in terms of fantasy football rather than in terms of real football drove me nuts. But I want to understand. I want to figure it out. And so what I'm going to do this year, I have a fantasy football league going. We used Patreon. There are 15 people from Patreon and then me, who I guess is also technically part of the Patreon. It's been very fun. We did a fantasy football draft uh, on Friday. It was my first ever fantasy football draft. I loved it. It was actually really fun. I don't entirely know what I'm doing. I'm going to be totally honest about that. This series, we're going to do do a weekly show about fantasy football, and you're going to get to see me experience all this for the first time. I'm not entirely sure what I'm doing. I'm going to have fun with it. I'm going to document my journey. Uh, It could be a learning year. You know, it could be like the Jets this year where you're building towards a championship next year. Uh, I think luck is required. I could get really lucky. I made some risky moves in the fantasy football draft, and we will see if it works. But I made a league. It's been so fun. Like, we've only only done the draft and, like, built our teams and had a couple conversations about how we want to build the league. But... The other 15 guys in this league are so cool, man. They're Patreon supporters. They're people I've known for a long time. Some of them have gone from supporters to, like, truly friends. Like, Logan, I'll talk about Logan more in the show later, lives in Hilo, Hawaii. I've met him. I've met him in real life. I've given him a hug. I've hung out with him and his girlfriend. Him, his girlfriend, my dad and I all went and got breakfast in Hilo, Hawaii a couple years ago. Like, that kind of stuff is so dang cool. It's my favorite part of making strong opinion sports is getting to interact with like real human beings on a human level. And Logan has gone from like a fan of the show to like a true friend. He has my number. We text each other. Like I, I love that beyond belief. It's so cool to me. Um, so last Friday I participated in my first ever fantasy football draft. I want to tell you what happened, uh, who I drafted, how I built my team. I am the commissioner, which has been a unique, um, Thing for me. I've never, did not have ever played fantasy football before and have your first ever fantasy football experience be as commissioner. Pretty wild. I had to really lean on other people and ask, like Sam Colburn has been um, a big help to me. He's a commissioner of other football leagues. We've talked a lot behind the scenes. He helped me kind of figure out what I'm doing. We did a 16-team league. Uh, that means that there are 16 total teams. There's not a lot of great players available. Every great player has been drafted or swallowed up and gobbled up by another another team. Like, there is no good players available in free agency. I would imagine if you play with, like, six teams or five teams, like, you're really... There's an abundance of great players everywhere. I really am kind of glad we added more people. 
makes it more challenging, more interesting. The decision-making is a little more difficult. Um, we did a snake draft. I picked 14th out of the 16 teams drafting. We did a snake draft, though, so, like, I drafted at the end of the first round and then at the beginning of the second round, like, towards the beginning of the second round. You know, snake draft. Look up. If you don't know what that means, you can look it up. Um, the fantasy draft in general, I wanted to be at the back because I am the commissioner. I'm also, I feel like I'm hosting this thing for my friends. So I didn't want to give myself like the number one pick that felt wrong. I randomized it. I randomized it again. It kept giving Sam Colburn the number one pick. I love you, Sam. I think Sam is probably going to win our league. If I'm totally honest, looking at his roster, he has, um, George Pickens and I hate it. I hate him for it. I want George Pickens so badly. He will never trade me George Pickens. I am... I'll tell you what, every week doing this show during the season, I'm going to talk about what George Pickens did wistfully, wishing I could have him on my team, and I can't, and I'm sad about it. Like, I'll tell you what my team did, I'll tell you if I won or lost, and then I'll tell you, hey, here's a George Pickens report. He's amazing. I wanted him so badly. If I really wanted him that badly, I should have freaking drafted him, but, you know, I tried to trade for him, did everything I could. No ill will. I just want the player. I didn't get him. Um... And so anyway, I, I, the, the randomization kept putting Sam Colburn at the number one pick. I'm like, look, this guy is so good at fantasy football. He's like commissioner of other leagues. I, I can't in good conscience let him have the number one pick. So I randomized it like three times. He kept getting that. So I just moved him to the second pick. And I was like, well, good enough. Like I'll, I, It was like second or fourth. I can't remember exactly. He would know for sure. Um, I wanted someone else to have the first pick, not him. But I also didn't feel like it was right for me to put myself at the top of the draft. So otherwise it was randomized other than... Sam Colburn's pick. I specifically took him out of the first pick because I felt like that dude with the first pick, he's already going to dominate everybody. Um, I, you know, that's controversial. I'm owning it, but I'm honest about it, right? You can make fun of me. I don't really care. Um, here are the league settings. We have, uh, so every team week to week will have one quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, a tight end, a one flex position, which could be a running back, receiver, or tight end, a kicker, and a defense. Uh, that is what will play on your roster week to week. There are 14 total players per team, so you have five guys on the bench. And um, here's what happened. So, again, I'm, I'm not sure what I'm doing. I think I do. I think I've got an idea. I, it definitely helps. I know every player in the NFL. Like, I felt like drafting. Like, I know all these guys. I know how they're going to do this year. That was good for me. Uh, but I want to tell you my draft results. Uh, first, I'm just going to read all 14 players. Then I'll go through them one by one why I drafted each guy. Um, but let me just tell you my draft results first, and we'll go through each one. Number one overall, I guess technically first round, 14th pick, I drafted Calvin Ridley, the receiver in Jacksonville. My second pick was running back Jameer Gibbs in Detroit. My third pick was tight end George Kittle in the 49ers organization. Uh, my fourth pick was a controversial one, one that I am worried I will literally get canceled for drafting this player. I'm not going to lie to you. It's it's very sketchy to be a public figure and then also admit I have this player on my fantasy football team. But I drafted quarterback Deshaun Watson. I sold my soul. Uh, I drafted Deshaun. He's my starting quarterback is Deshaun Watson. I I got a whole story about it. My team is literally called Cursed right now. We'll, we'll, we'll talk all about it. I'm sure that'll be a one you want to hear about. My fifth pick was receiver Odell Beckham Jr. in Baltimore. My sixth pick was running back. Isaiah Pacheco, the Chiefs running back. Uh, seventh, I drafted the Cowboys defense. I was the second person to draft a defense. Eighth, I drafted tight end Dalton Kincaid, rookie tight end in Buffalo. Number nine, I drafted kicker Brandon McManus from Jacksonville. Number 10, I drafted quarterback Derek Carr, who could be kind of a steal, actually, to be a 10th pick. I was like, oh, oh my God, he kind of fell into my lap. I'm like, screw it, I'll draft him. Although I wish I'd, I kind of, 
we'll talk about it. We'll talk about my consternation regarding Derek Carr. Uh, my 11th pick was the Packers defense. I definitely drafted a second defense before everybody else. My 12th pick was receiver Nico Collins from Houston. My 13th pick was running back Cordell Patterson out of Atlanta. And my last pick of the draft was number 14th pick, wide receiver Donovan Peoples-Jones out of Cleveland. So let's go through each player one by one. I'll tell you why I drafted every player, why I made each move. My number one pick was Calvin Ridley, wide receiver out of Jacksonville. He's had a great year. I guess he, he doesn't, he's had, hasn't had a great year yet. He's going to have a great year. I'm really confident in that. He's the number one quarterback in a Doug Peterson system, playing with Trevor Lawrence in a weaker division, by the way. They play Houston, Tennessee, and Indy twice, all of them. To be the number one receiver on the best team in your division is a huge advantage. He's going to be force-fed the ball a ton. I think he's going to put up huge numbers. Uh, he also sat out last year, so he's highly motivated. And remember, I picked 14th. So by the time I was drafting my first pick in the first round, a lot of the top picks were gone. Christian McCaffrey was off the board. Justin Jefferson, Travis Kelsey, Cooper Cup, Patrick Mahomes, Bijan Robinson, like all the players you kind of would want early on. I'm like, well, I need a, a stud receiver. And I thought Calvin Ridley was a guy, kind of a smart pick, who didn't play last year, going to play against a weaker division. I feel great about this pick. I really like him. Great move. I feel good about it. My second pick was... Kind of a risky move. I drafted an unproven player, a rookie running back, Detroit running back, Jameer Gibbs. And, uh, you know, he was a first-round pick in the 2023 NFL draft. I expect him to get a ton of reps. He's a number one running back in Detroit. And what I like about Jameer Gibbs, he can run and catch passes. So from a fantasy football perspective, he's getting you points in multiple facets. He's going to get a lot of receiving yards, receiving touchdowns, and Rushing yards and running touchdowns. I love that. More productivity all around. Kind of like a poor man's Christian McCaffrey. I'll take it. For a pick in the second round, I think that's a high-value good pick. Assuming he's not a bus. <laughs> We've never really seen him play, so in the NFL. We'll see. I loved what he did in college. I have high hopes for him. Another thing about Jameer Gibbs I like is that he's got a really good offensive line. The system in Detroit is going to revolve around him. They're going to run the football a ton and then if you look at their division, the Bears, the Packers, the Vikings, I think the a couple of those defenses will be better than they were last year. Probably all of them, actually. But last year, they were all at the bottom half of the league when it came to run defense. So I was like, well, look, great running back on a team that's going to run the football a lot and run it well, playing against a division that's weaker against the run. I feel good about this pick. It's a risk because he's unproven, but Jameer Gibbs feels like a really good move that I think poor man's Christian McCaffrey, who might stay healthier, probably is a great... He's going to be like Alvin Kamara or Christian McCaffrey. He's going to get a lot of yards running and, uh, running and catching, and um, I feel great about that. My third round pick, I drafted tight end George Kittle. I was actually surprised he fell to me. Um, now, the, the, in fact, tight end uh, TJ Hawkinson was drafted out of, you know, tight end in Minnesota TJ Hawkinson was drafted the pick right before I drafted George Kittle. And I saw George Kittle and was like, I'm taking him. Here's why. George Kittle wasn't the highest producing tight end in the NFL last year. It was actually more like, I think Hawkinson did better. Mark Andrews did better. Travis Kelsey every year is going to be the best tight end for a while. Um, but the thing I think I really liked about this was that there's just not very many tight ends going around the NFL. I play in a league where tight end is mandatory. You have to have a tight end starting in your roster week to week. And if you look around the NFL, there's like only seven good tight ends. There's 
Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Darren Waller, TJ Hawkinson, Mark Andrews, Pat Fryermuth, Evan Ingram. I think Dalton Kincaid might be in that mix as well. There's 16 teams in my league and only seven or eight good tight ends. I got one of them. I feel, I'm like, yeah, sweet. Okay. I have one of the better tight ends in football. That's really going to help my team week to week. I love that move. Um, I think as far as actually talent, you know, I he may not be the highest producing tight end in fantasy football, but Travis Kelsey and then George Kittle. George Kittle's the best tight end, second best tight end in all of football and probably best all around tight end. He's a better blocker than, say, Travis Kelsey. That doesn't matter here. It's fantasy football, right? We don't care about great players. We care about great numbers, which is irritating endlessly to me. But regardless, uh, I feel like I got one of the best tight ends in football, and not everybody in this league has a great tight end. So I feel good about that pick. Um, I also, I'll tell you later, I got I drafted another tight end, which is probably going to be my flex player. And uh, that's another, I think, a, a smart move by me although maybe wasted because my flex could have gone to another better receiver. I'm not sure. We'll talk about it. Now, my fourth round pick was a controversial one. Um, I sold my soul, but I want to win. So I drafted scumbag Deshaun Watson, quarterback out of Cleveland. Um, You know, I hope no one hates on me publicly. Like I would hate to get canceled because I drafted Deshaun Watson. But I want to win my league, man. I, I don't know what to say here. Like, I don't like him as a person. He's a horrible person. I detest him. Um, I needed a quarterback, though. You know, by the time I drafted a quarterback, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Trevor Lawrence were all off the board. What I really wanted, and I, I don't think I went into the draft with a good enough plan. I should have probably planned better at running back and playing better at quarterback. If I could go back in time, I probably would draft Jalen Hurts, like in the second round, maybe instead of Jameer Gibbs. Or maybe maybe drafted Nick Chubb and then Jalen Hurts, something like that. Because uh, both were available by the time I made my first and second pick. But I can't go back in time. I drafted Calvin Ridley and then Jameer Gibbs. I needed a quarterback in the fourth round. And what I really wanted was a quarterback who could run. By the time I was drafting a quarterback, Josh Allen's gone, Mahomes is gone, Herbert, Fields, Hurts, Lamar, all gone. I needed a quarterback who could run. The only guy left who could get yards running the football, Deshaun Watson. And I'll tell you what. Deshaun Watson is a horrible human being, seems like. like the allegations, the off-the-field stuff, it's, it's disgusting. But, man, he could be a steal in fantasy football. Guy, last time he played in 2020, played like an NFL MVP. Now he's unarguably the best team in football, can run, can throw. I don't know what he's going to do this year, but there's potential here. And so drafting Deshaun Watson in the fourth round could end up being like the most ridiculous steal of all time. Now, did I break some kind of code by drafting Deshaun Watson? Probably. We didn't talk about it, actually. The league and I, we didn't have a conversation in the chat saying like, so are we going to boycott Deshaun Watson? No one did it. I did it. I drafted him. We, no one talked about it before and no one said, hey, no one should draft Deshaun Watson. We didn't. Maybe that was an unspoken code I broke. I'm not sure. Uh, but there's a story here. So going into the draft, my team was called, I, I didn't know what to come up with a team name. I've never had a fantasy football team before. A lot of people in my league had like creative fun names. I'm like, oh, that's great. That's great. Uh, maybe next episode, I'll tell you some of the other team names and, and tell you. I, I should have thought of that, but I'll, tell you, I'll do it next time. Something to look forward to. Next time you can hear the other team names in my league and hear why they're entertaining or interesting. Um, so my name going into the draft was going to be, I wish my name was clever. Because I, I did want a clever name. I just couldn't think of one. And then minutes before the draft, Patreon supporter, friend of mine, Logan, sent me a text. He said, hey, I don't know if you want this, but 
uh, I made a, a, a logo for the Honolulu Jayhawks. Do you want to make your team the Honolulu Jayhawks? And I was like, I've never had a team before. You made a, you did all the work of making a PNG for me. Yeah, like I'll take the Honolulu Jayhawks. It was very nice of him, very kind. So I made that my team name. Then I drafted Deshaun Watson. And immediately Logan's girlfriend sent me an Instagram DM saying like, your team is now cursed or, or something like that. I brought in bad, bad mojo or something like that, right? So what I did in response was I changed my team name to Cursed. And then I made my logo for my team a close-up picture of Deshaun Watson in a suit leaving a courthouse. <laughs> like, leaning into the absurd, ridiculous, horrible, bad behavior of me by drafting Deshaun Watson. Um, I reserve the right to later in the season change back to the Honolulu Jayhawks. But for now, um, given the, the uncertainty of drafting Deshaun Watson, the, the guilt I feel, right? We're sticking with Cursed for now. And uh, you never know. I could have a horrible year and we can all blame it all on Deshaun Watson and my dumb self for drafting him. Now, my fifth round pick. I drafted Ravens receiver Odell Beckham Jr. It's another risky move, right? Got a rookie running back, a receiver Calvin Ridley who didn't play last year, a receiver Odell Beckham Jr. who didn't play last year. We're, we're taking big swings here. But if they all hit, like if Deshaun, Ridley, OBJ... Jameer Gibbs all reach their potential. I'm going to look like a genius and win this league easily. So all my draft picks basically are boomer bust. I drafted late in the first round. I felt like I needed to kind of take some big swings here. I want to win. I don't want to just have like seventh place. I want to get something really good. I want to take big swings and try to win this league. And so when OBJ was healthy in LA, he was amazing. He was amazing in New York. He was amazing with the Rams. Basically every time he was part of a good organization, he did well. He didn't work in Cleveland. He played with Baker Mayfield, a big personality, in a city I wouldn't want to live in. I I think it makes sense that, ba- that OBJ didn't work in Cleveland. I'm like, oh, you know what? I don't think he was a fit there. But I don't know why he couldn't be a good fit with Lamar Jackson and Baltimore. Better coach, better run franchise. I think OBJ could be really good this year. He could be another big steal, quite frankly, because if he stays healthy... Gosh, man, the best of OBJ is amazing. And they've got a new offense, Todd Munkin in Baltimore. They're going to throw the ball way more than ever before. Michael Lamar Jackson is going to make a step forward as a quarterback. I'll tell you what, man, uh, most of the top receivers were gone by the fifth round. I might have got another good player. Like I, I, Everyone feels great about their team, I would imagine, until like the third or fourth week of the year, and then you kind of brought back to reality. But this OBJ pick is, is definitely a risky one but one that could pan out really, really well for me in my fantasy football team. And my sixth round pick, I needed another running back. I kind of saw, this is, this is why I think it had poor planning going into the draft. I really didn't, I've been very busy working on film analysis and making podcasts, and I didn't really sit down and say, what's my game plan going into the draft? I had like a couple of core values, but I didn't really think too deeply about it. One thing I realized mid-draft was, oh crap, I don't need one running back, I need two. I don't know why I didn't think this way, you know, one guy drafted like five running backs and I was like, oh, I messed up. So my second running back, because you need two starting, it was my sixth round pick, Chiefs running back Isaiah Pacheco. I feel like I made a huge mental error here. I, di- I just didn't early enough in the draft focus on running back enough. I made some risky picks and I didn't draft two running backs early, which was probably a huge mistake on top of drafting Deshaun Watson. If I could go back in time, my first round pick would have been Nick Shelby, who was drafted after me. I drafted Calvin Ridley first. Then I probably would have drafted Jalen Hurts second, right? 
But I feel like if you go big at receiver and quarterback and tight end, you, you can't have a great player at every position in a 16-team fantasy football league. It's very difficult. So um, anyway, my, my number two running back is Isaiah Pacheco. Last year was 25th in rushing, ran for 830 yards, five touchdowns. He's not a great running back, too. Running back, two is probably my weakness of my fantasy football team. Although the Chiefs have a lot of question marks at receiver this year. They could be running the ball more than ever before. I watched a video a couple minutes ago from training camp where Isaiah Pacheco took like a screen for like 80 yards for a touchdown. I'm like, you know what? If he does that in a game, your boy Zach is sitting pretty with Isaiah Pacheco. So there's potential there, especially given the unknowns at receiver. They could be running the ball more than they did last year in Kansas City. Uh, it's, a, it's a very average player. It's not the best. He's not going to win me my league or anything, but I think he's serviceable and going to do well enough for a number two back, but... Certainly, the running back number two spot is my weakness of my team. How about my seventh round pick? There was only one defense off the board at this point. The 49ers defense was drafted early in the seventh round before I could get them. Uh, I think that the 49ers defense is probably the best for fantasy football this year. The Saints and, and 49ers are probably the two best defenses you could possibly have given their strength of schedule, given the quarterbacks they play, given their divisions. You get to play Colt McCoy and the Cardinals twice. They beat up Rams twice. Um, 49ers have a ton of pass rushers. They're going to get after the quarterback. I think I probably got the second best defense. Now, one risk by drafting, I drafted the Cowboys defense. One risk here is that they play in a tough division and have a tough schedule. That could be problematic. Maybe I want a defense that plays a weaker schedule. I don't know. But what I like about the defense I drafted, the Cowboys defense, seventh round, pick 14, they've got a great defensive line. They've got two stud corners, Stephon Gilmore and Trayvon Diggs. They're going to get turnovers and make noise. And as far as numbers go, getting sacks, tackles for losses, holding defenses, getting pressure on quarterbacks, I, I really think they're going to numbers-wise do well, the Cowboys defense. I think I did a good job drafting a solid defense. And uh, I think the only defenses I could have that I'd feel better about actually were the Saints or 49ers. But I am telling you, I really love this Cowboys defense. I think regardless of how their year goes, Dak's a question mark. Their coach is a ridiculous idiot. They've got Dan Quinn, a great defensive coordinator. They're going to be highly competitive. And the Cowboys defense, say what you want about the quarterback or head coach. Their defense is absolutely loaded. Their front seven's crazy. They've got a good secondary. Any quarterback playing against Dallas is going to struggle because you're not going to have a lot of time to throw. And when you are inaccurate missing any kind of throw, the corners there, Trevon Diggs and Stephon Gilmore, are going to make you pay. So I feel great about drafting that Cowboys defense in the seventh round. My eighth round pick, I drafted Bills rookie tight end Dalton Kincaid. This was a risk here. I acknowledge that. I drafted another unknown player who is a rookie, hasn't done anything in the NFL currently. We're not even sure if he's going to be a starting tight end. They've got Dawson Knox and Dalton Kincaid both at tight end in Buffalo. I'm rolling the dice, man. I am gambling, but I want to win. I really want to win this league. And I am telling you, if all of my risky picks land, Deshaun Watson, Dalton Kincaid, OBJ, Jameer Gibbs, Calvin Ridley, I'm going to win this league by a ton. And Dalton Kincaid, we know what tight ends can do in the NFL. Get a ton of catches, get touchdowns in the red zone. They've got Stefan Diggs making noise in Buffalo. I think they intentionally drafted Dalton, uh, Dawson, Dawson, sorry, Dalton Kincaid. I think they intentionally drafted Dalton Kincaid to have another weapon for their quarterback, Josh Allen, to throw to and not rely so heavily on their top receiver, Stephon Diggs. By the way, this tight end plays with Josh Allen. 
who's going to just throw for, he threw for like 40-something touchdowns last year. He's amazing. I think Dawson, I think Dalton Kincaid, he almost saying Dawson Knox. I think Dalton Kincaid, the rookie attendant in Buffalo, is a risky player with a lot of fantasy potential that could become Josh Allen's best friend. And you know who you want to draft in fantasy football? Josh Allen's best friend. A quarterback is going to throw for a ton of yards and a ton of touchdowns and make a ton of noise in the regular season. I, I want Dalton Kincaid. I feel good about this pick. I'm probably the only person who's got two tight ends in the entire league that I feel good about. Dalton Kincaid will be my flex player more than likely unless something happens to him or he doesn't play or I got to make some kind of adjustment. But I watched this kid play tight end at Utah. Watched him live a couple times. He's amazing. Truly like unbelievable. And I think that he's going to become kind of a, a safety blanket or what is that? A, a comfort blanket, I guess is the right word for Josh Allen. In the red zone on third down, Stephon Diggs has been their number one receiver for years. I think Dalton Kincaid could be a player that is a huge asset to Josh Allen, and that's the kind of player I want on my fantasy team. Someone who's going to get lots of targets, get targeted in the red zone, a lot of yards, can run after the catch. I love drafting Dalton Kincaid. I feel good about it, but I acknowledge my risk. Rookie player who's largely unproven. By pick number nine, I needed a kicker, right? Uh, the kicker I wanted was Young Way Koo, the kicker in Atlanta. He's likely, if I had to... I don't know. I don't read any fantasy football. I want to be very open about this. I've never paid attention to fantasy football ever in my entire life. Never, ever. I barely know how the scoring works, if I'm totally honest. Like, I, I just have to be clear about that. So I, I have these assumptions that could be totally wrong about fantasy football. But from, from where I sit, uneducated, never having watched fantasy football before, not listening to any fantasy football podcasts, reading any fantasy football shows, to me, I would want a kicker who plays indoors and is going to score a lot of points. Young Wei Koo plays in Atlanta. They play in a dome. They play in a dome multiple times during the year. He's in a weaker division on a team that could score a lot of points. And by the way, Atlanta's got a run-first defense. Run-first offense, excuse me. So they're conservative. They could settle for a lot of field goals this year. Young Wei Koo is the best kicker you could have in fantasy football, in my opinion. I couldn't draft him. I was waiting on him and waiting and hoping and praying. And four picks before I could draft him, someone took him. So Young Wei Koo was not available. I was like, dang it, what do I fall back on? Then my next thought was, well, how about New Orleans? They're going to have a kicker who's going to get a lot of points because they're going to score a lot, play in a weaker division, or Jacksonville. The Jaguars play in the worst division in football. Houston twice, Colts twice, Tennessee twice. Warm weather, couple games indoors. And the Jaguars are going to score a lot of points on offense this year. I really believe that. So, because of my confidence in what they're doing, I drafted not only Calvin Ridley, but I drafted their kicker, Brandon McManus. Now, he's not the best kicker in the NFL, but he could be one of the higher scoring kickers in the NFL. Now, I also realize you get penalized for missing kicks. I have no idea. I'm totally honest. I have no idea how many kicks this guy is going to miss and how much that could cost me this year. But he's going to get a lot of extra points, a lot of field goal opportunities. I'll take opportunities over talent. Like, if you're drafting the best kicker in the NFL, you're drafting Justin Tucker in Baltimore. But uh, he wasn't available by the time I drafted. I wanted Young Way Koo. And so instead, I drafted Brandon McManus, a guy who plays in a weak division, warm weather, so not kicking in crazy snow or anything, and going to kick a lot of extra points and a lot of field goals this year. I feel good about drafting Brandon McManus. My 10th pick was Saints quarterback Derek Carr. 
depending on the matchup, Derek Carr could be my QB1 at parts during the year. Like when Deshaun Watson has a bye week or plays a really tough game, you know, I, I could see myself playing Derek Carr. Like week one, Deshaun Watson plays Cincinnati. Derek Carr is going to play the Tennessee Titans defense. It's a, there's a high possibility I'd play Derek Carr week one against Tennessee rather than Deshaun Watson against Cincinnati, who's a weaker defense, who's got better players around him. I, I don't think I'm going to gamble on that yet. Like, I, I don't think that I'm going to play Derek Carr week one because I want to see what Deshaun Watson can do, and I don't know what to expect from Derek Carr. feels more risky to play Carr than Watson, a guy who can run and make plays with his legs. But I could see a possibility where I shift from Deshaun Watson to Derek Carr multiple times during the year because – Derek Carr plays a really weak schedule. I think they're the best team in their division by a lot. Hypothetically, there's weapons all around him. And so I drafted Derek Carr feeling good, not only as a backup, but as a guy who could even be rotationally my starting quarterback throughout the year. Here's the bad news, though. The bad news about drafting Derek Carr is that week five, when Deshaun Watson has a bye week, Derek Carr is going to play New England. So I, if I could avoid it, don't want any quarterback on my fantasy team playing against New England. Unfortunately, it's going to have to happen. I almost drafted Desmond Ritter simply for the fact that week, you know, five, well, Ritter, well, well, Deshaun Watson's not playing. Desmond Ritter is going to play against Houston. Now, you know who I hate? Sam Colburn. Guess what he did? Sam Colburn in free agency. After I talked about how great Desmond Ritter did on the show. He goes, and dra- he goes and picks up in free agency Desmond Ritter. I don't know if he heard what I said. I don't know if he's just a smart guy. I hate Sam Colburn. He's so good at fantasy football. He's going to win our league. And I want George Pickens. Please. Not only did he get George Pickens from me, then he, he made a shrewd little move and pulled in Desmond Ritter. I couldn't justify Desmond Ritter. I already had Deshaun Watson and Derek Carr. I wasn't going to drop Derek Carr for a risky player like Desmond Ritter. But week five... When Desmond Ritter goes off against Houston, I'm going to wish I'd made a move for him rather than Derek Carr. So we'll see. Sam Colburn, I hate you. You're so good at fantasy football, I I worry he's going to dominate this league. <laughs> That's going to be a fun rivalry all year. Wait till I play him and he kicks my butt. If I beat, if I beat Sam Colburn this year in fantasy football... And by the way, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. He's going to hear this and go, whoa, Zach's coming after me. Right? He has no idea. But I've been watching his moves like, this smart mother. <clears throat> Dang it. Dang it. He's so good. Dang it. I hate his team. He's got, when I look at his team, we'll, we'll go through his team someday. Maybe like week three, we'll go through Sam Colburn's team. But best team in fantasy football uh, for the Strong Opinion Sports Patreon League. I'm just like, man, Sam, I, I, hope, I hope I can take down the Giant. I want to beat Sam this year. I'm not sure I can Pick 11, I drafted the Green Bay Packers defense. This was maybe uh, an ill-advised move. I'm not sure. Um, I was the first team to draft a second defense, which is, I don't think defense is a huge focus when it comes to fantasy football. Everyone's focusing on their players, but it's the 11th round. Not a lot of great players left. And I wanted a productive defense with a good corner. That's what the Packers are. And my number one defense, Dallas, has a bye week, week seven. That same week, the Packers play on the road at Denver. And by the way, they've got a bye week to prepare for Denver. I'm not real confident in Russell Wilson and Denver this year's on offense. So felt like a good matchup that I could benefit from. When my starting defense isn't playing, I can play Green Bay and do fairly well. And so I took it. And again, I might have overdrafted a backup defense, but, you know, 
uh, it was so late in the draft. There were 16 teams drafting. There wasn't a lot of value available by the later rounds in the draft. I'm looking for everything I can. I thought the Packers defense was kind of a a smart little move here, getting a good backup defense that I can slide in when my starting defense isn't playing. And they're good enough, kind of like Derek Carter to Sean Watson. If the Cowboys defense is struggling or has something go wrong, the Packers defense is respectable enough to make them my starting defense and uh, ride out through the year if something happens in Dallas. Now, with my 12th pick, I drafted Houston receiver Nico Collins. This is a move that uh, he was the only wide receiver one available left in the draft by this point of the draft. And the problem with Nico Collins is his quarterback situation in Houston is tenuous at best. They've got rookie quarterback CJ Stroud, who's probably going to play all year. Nico Collins didn't do much of anything last year. He had like 30-something catches for like 400 yards, some some tiny little amount. Didn't, didn't do much, like not notable as a fantasy football player. I think he had three touchdowns. But I didn't, I didn't draft C.J. Stroud and his problems. I drafted Nico Collins. And Nico Collins could become a starting number one receiver in Houston. And towards the end of the year, if he becomes the number one receiver I think he can in Houston, regardless of how good he is, if he's just their number one target getting the ball the most, that's what you want. And if C.J. Stroud starts playing well and targeting him a lot, I think you could see good level production towards the second half of the year from Nico Collins evaluating my team after the draft, deciding who to cut, who to maybe make moves with. I kept him on my team. I think Nico Collins is kind of an investment in the future where we'll see what happens. But later in the year, he's a, if he's really their top receiver, whether they're a bad team or not, there's going to be a point where CJ Stroud's going to get comfortable and start throwing big throws and making mistakes. But I don't, again, I didn't draft CJ Stroud. I don't worry about his interceptions. I don't care. What I want is a player he's throwing the ball to and getting lots of production to think Nico Collins could be that. So we'll see. By like week 13, we'll know, is this a bad pick or not? But I, I think we could start seeing that second half of the year, things start to take off for Nico Collins. And will that ever uh, justify making him a starter? I'm not sure. But I felt like, ah, kind of a shrewd hedge your bets move drafting Nico Collins. My 13th pick I drafted, uh, I needed another running back. I only had two running backs in my roster. I needed some kind of backup for when my running backs have a bye week. One concern with my team, I don't know when my running backs have a bye week. I have no idea. I didn't calculate that. And so I did, I did all my other draft picks. I looked at their bye week to make sure I wasn't, you know, going to overlap a problem. I was so desperate and so flustered, maybe drafting a running back. I didn't think about when is Jameer Gibbs bye week? When is Isaiah Pacheco's bye week? Are they the same week? That would screw me completely. I have no idea. But I took a third running back, Falcons running back Cordell Patterson. I liked the pick at the time because he can run, he can play receiver. But I actually ended up cutting Cordero Patterson. He's a third running back in Atlanta. He's behind the kid from BYU and Bijan Robinson. Uh, so I don't know that he's going to get a lot of playing time. There's a reason they drafted Bijan Robinson to replace what Cordero Patterson can do, to bury him on the depth chart. I was like, I'm just not sure how many touches he's going to get. So what I ended up doing was I draft, I, I in free agency, I cut Cordero Patterson. I signed free agent running back, the Raiders number two running back, Zamir White. I did this because the Raiders have a run first offense. If their number one running back, Josh Jacobs, gets hurt, guy who led the league in rushing last year, Zamir White did nothing, but he's their number two back. I don't know that they're going to rotate very much, but if anything happens to Josh Jacobs, Zamir White suddenly is going to get a ton of catches and be or a ton of touches, run the ball a ton, get a lot of yards, be the focal point of their offense. And so I felt like this was a hedge your bets move where, 
hey, if something happens to Josh Jacobs, I've got kind of a great player here who could be producing a lot, although it's going to take an injury probably before he does that. So I feel like there's potential there with Zemir White. Josh Jacobs has been hit a lot, taken a lot of, lot of carries in his NFL career. There's a possibility he gets injured, so I like Zemir White on my roster. As far as a third running back, I think he's a better running back because he's a backup on the depth chart rather than literally the third running back in the mix in Atlanta, Cordero Patterson. I don't expect to be playing my third running back much at all, but it's a it's a shrewd move, I think, because, again, if anything happens to Josh Jacobs, I'm in a position to have the Raiders starting running back, and it's just there's not a lot of him around the NFL, and it's a team that runs the football heavily and will run a ton all year long. So... Again, I, I probably should have drafted more running backs. Probably a weakness of my team is running back in general. Again, one guy drafted five running backs. I was like, oh, I did something wrong. He's going to have two starting running backs, a flex running back, rotate whoever he wants. Um, but again, I feel like I got great receivers. A good quarterback is going to be productive, a good defense. You know, it's not every team can have everything right, except for Sam Colburn. I hate you. <laughs> I think Sam's going to win, man. I'm telling you. We'll see. Um, the last pick I made in my draft, 14th round, I drafted Donovan Peoples-Jones, Cleveland receiver. Uh, he's the third receiver in Cleveland. I think he's a decent backup. I don't know. He had 61 catches last year, 839 yards, three touchdowns. For my last pick of the draft, it could have been worse, although I will update you here. Uh, I made a claim last night on the waiver. I, I claimed Taysom Hill, and he would replace Donovan Peoples-Jones. So, it's an interesting move. Taysom Hill is a guy that has potential. Again, by the by the time you get to your backups, I'm like, what am I doing here? I don't really know. Donovan Peoples-Jones, letting him go could be a problem for me. I'm not sure. But T- Taysom Hill, he's listed as a tight end in New Orleans, but he can play running back. He can throw the ball. He can catch. He'll do all kinds of stuff all over the field. That's a player that has potential to have a huge game or two. And um, depending on how they use him, Taysom Hill could be a starter for me. So uh, from a fantasy football perspective, getting yards, running, throwing, and passing. I'm like, I'll take Taysom Hill over Donovan Peoples-Jones, who probably never would crack my starting lineup all year anyway. Remember, he played the Jacoby Brissett a lot last year. It's unknown whether Deshaun Watson likes Donovan Peoples-Jones or not. I also don't really like having a quarterback and a receiver on the same team. I like having all my players on separate teams because their success isn't correlated, and I don't want to be... If one guy's having a bad game... Like, if my quarterback's having a bad game, and I've also got his number one receiver on my team, or even his number three receiver on my team, that's too many too many complications where we're relying on the same player to do well. And so, I don't like the philosophy of having a quarterback and his best receiver on the same team. It feels risky and, and not smart. So, in recap, here is my team in fantasy football this year so far. My quarterbacks are Deshaun Watson. Boo! We hate him, Deshaun Watson! And then Derek Carr. My running backs are Jameer Gibbs, Isaiah Pacheco, and Zamir White. Jameer Gibbs in Detroit, Isaiah Pacheco in Kansas City. Could have a bigger role this year than he did last year. Run for more yards, given we don't know what's going to happen at receiver. They've got Sky Moore and Kadarius Toney trying to prove themselves in Kansas City. Zamir White's my third running back, who, if Josh Jacobs gets hurt, bam, he's going to get a lot of carries and be probably a starter immediately for me. At receiver, I've got Calvin Ridley and Odell Beckham Jr. along with Nico Collins. And then I had Donovan Peoples-Jones. We'll see how that waiver move gets. Do I get Taysom Hill or not? My two tight ends are George Kittle and Dalton Kincaid. So Dalton Kincaid will likely be, because I don't have a deep receiver room, Dalton Kincaid will be my flex player. Not sure if that's a good move or not. 
I've got the Cowboys defense and the Packers defense. I'm not getting rid of them all year. I love them. And my kicker is Jaguars kicker Brandon McManus. So I feel good about getting a lot of opportunity to make big kicks all year. Kicking field goals, kicking extra points, playing in a bad division on a team that's going to score a lot of points. So I feel good about my team. Not great. Again, my, my weakness is running back. Uh, I wish I had a different quarterback. <laughs> but, it, you know, I, if I could go back in time, I would draft Nick Chubb and Jalen Hurts. But you live and you learn. You can't uh, do everything. And um, I don't really know what I'm doing. It's an experiment, this this whole fantasy football thing, right? I'm going to do a weekly show. Probably not another one till week one of the regular season because, you know, it's, there's nothing to talk about fantasy football-wise between now and then. But, um, yeah, I'm going to document my experience doing fantasy football for the first time. And uh, we'll see what happens, man. It's going to be a fun year. I want to make sure next episode to talk about the team names and then talk, tell you about uh, Sam Colburn's team because Sam Colburn's team is loaded. And he got rid of Matthew Stafford's backup quarterback for Desmond Ritter. And I was like, dang it. Oh, I hate that. I wanted him. I wanted him so bad. But you can't have every player. You only got 14. And maybe that's another thing. I, I wish I could have one more player on my roster like i i didn't want to give people 14 everyone has 14 players on their team giving everyone 15 players felt like there should be nothing available in free agency there's only so many players around but um it would be nice to have one more backup here and there and um you know it's going to be stressful when players get hurt there's nothing available in this league because there's so many teams i mean man injuries are going to severely impact teams in this league week to week. And that'll be really interesting. So guys, I love you. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to my ranting about fantasy football. My first time ever doing it. And uh, I hope you enjoy my content this year about fantasy football. I love you. I appreciate you. Hope you have a great day. And, uh, bam, we are 